0: Welcome to Beyond the Boob. This is our new subscription-only show. Yeah. If you're here, it's because I want you to hear my TMI stories about my new pregnancy.
1: Yeah, we decided that there was just going to be so much information to share about this new thing that Heather's doing and also like a lot of it's private. So, yeah, we're just doing all these little mini episodes week by week of how her pregnancy's going. Yeah, and Maureen is going to be my midwife.
0: So we are really kind of breaking these into weekly prenatal. Mm -hmm. episodes, because as you've probably figured out by now, if you've had your first prenatal visit, they're pretty short and they don't cover a lot. So (laughs) we were thinking maybe we could do a little bit more on like what to expect, what I'm actually experiencing, and really tap into Maureen's herbalism, as well as we are planning a home birth, which is my first home birth. So we're going to talk about that because I'm going to have to get ready (laughs) mentally, physically,
1: you know, all of those things. <laughs> absolutely. And hopefully we can take some time to bring a little clarity to the questions that you might have for your provider that, you know, you got a two-word answer for. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we've both had that experience, too. So we're we're just going to take a few minutes to answer those. Yeah, absolutely. So in this
0: episode, we're going to cover weeks zero to four. Yes. And we're going to smush it all together because technically, day one is the first day of your period. Which is weird. and. We'll explain that. (laughs) So you might be here because you're planning to conceive Mm -hmm. in a couple weeks. You're hoping to conceive in a couple of weeks when you're ovulating. And that can actually be a really interesting time. Mm -hmm. And I was a little stressed out because I knew that this could be my last period for a while. And it kind of brought up a lot of stuff. And it's like, are we making the right decision? It's like very interesting sex because in the back (laughs) of your mind, you're like, "It's, it's fun, but, you know, is this the right decision? And, you know, we really toiled over this decision yeah. for a long time. Um, my husband's 42 and I am 35. And our kids so far are nine and five. And so, oh, no, that's not right. She's four. <laughs> nine and four. So, you know, we are we were kind of like, if we're going to do it, we have to do it now. But we yeah. have such busy lives that I was like, if we bring a kid into this mix, am I being selfish for doing that? Like, am I going to have right. enough time? Am I going to fail as a mother? Like, oh, you're just the third kid that nobody parented because they just didn't have time. You know, yeah. we've heard that before.
1: No, for <laughs> sure. And and I think really, like, it's a hard choice to make one when you see most of the other people around you having much smaller age gaps with their kids. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I think a lot of our friends have one year, two years, three years is like a big age gap. Yeah, And then also, like, motherhood sucks. (laughs) It's really hard. It's It's like the hardest thing either of us ever do. And it's scary to be like, oh, starting over. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, what kind of idiot would do this again? A hormonal
0: one. (laughs) A hormonal one, but also what it really came down to, because if you have Googled, should I have another baby or not? Okay, I feel you. I just want you to know I am with you. And it's just not a rational decision ever to have a baby. Like our current society, the way it's set up, it's too hard. It's too expensive. There's not enough help. We don't even have universal preschool. Mm -hmm. And so if you already have children, it makes it even especially more hard to decide because you're already struggling. And kids are wonderful, though. Like they're great. I love them. And I'm thinking about the family that I want to have someday and what it looks like when it's complete. And it's not a rational decision. It's a completely emotional decision. And also it just it's like this. Feeling That something's missing for me. Um, and the fact that I just kept toiling over it was enough for me to be like, all right, shit or get off the pot. <laughs> like, we cannot keep doing this. Like, what is wrong with me? Um, so and- how what was your ultimatum that you gave yourself here? So. Because I refuse to have another Christmas baby, because my birthday's December 20th and Heidi's Christmas Eve, and my husband's November 22nd, and it's just a nightmare from Black Friday to basically New Year's <laughs> at my house. Yep. I was doing the math, and I was like, oh, my God, we really have a two-month window to get pregnant before we're right smack in the middle of the holiday season again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then if we wait until after the holiday season is over, it's just going to be further time between the kids. We're getting older, you know, I'm like 36 at that point. So I said, listen, let's give each other two months Of trying. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, we'll be done forever. So we kind of tested the universe and we put like a very tight timeline on ourselves. And we kind of did a shitty job of trying the first (laughs) month. I had a headache when I probably should have, you know, had sex. And then (laughs) we really just did it one time during my whole ovulation cycle. And he was like, I don't know. I don't think that hit. (laughs) But, you know, the second month. And of course, I know it's not easy for everybody to get pregnant. So if you're listening and you've been through, a tough time trying to get pregnant, I'm sorry. And I know that that can be very stressful too. But we did get pregnant immediately, which was very shocking because he's old and I am
1: not 20. (laughs) No, you're not. But you have done a very good job at prioritizing your health and your exercise and your nutrition. And that goes a long way to supporting normal hormone production.
0: Yeah. That was like one of my stipulations is that I could not go through another pregnancy until I was in a,
1: not just in a better place physically, but in a better routine where I yeah. felt that I could keep it up. Right. You can sustain it through morning sickness and through yeah. not sleeping. That's hard. And that's not just physically. Like, I had to be in a place where people were going to hold me accountable.
0: And the owner of the gym that I go to, mm-hmm. it's Warrior Body. It's great. Mickey Polly. shout out to her. She is very instrumental in checking in with members to be that's like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Like anything I can help you with. And then I have friends that I go with. And yeah, so they're that's they're gonna drag my barfing ass there <laughs> at least <laughs> even twice if, a week.
1: Even if it's like you just go and you do five minutes, right. like the just actually keeping the routine up is gonna help you then get back to a better part of that routine when you feel better.
0: Right. Exactly. So uh, we hit it month two, <laughs> and I actually peed on a stick. Yeah, a week, a look like five days before my missed period, uh-huh. and it was negative And I threw it in the trash. Yeah, you're like whatever. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> figures. And so then I got home later, and I dug it out of the trash like a lunatic. like a crazy person. We love yes. it. And then it. I like squinted real hard, and I saw the faintest little <laughs> line, and I was like, no. What?
1: Did you no. like take a picture and up the contrast on yes. your Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. How did you know that? Cuz everybody has done that. Oh Every my gosh. human who has tried to find a like line on a faint or negative pregnancy test has done that, I swear to God. That's insane. <laughs> yes, I did that. And then I sent it to my
0: friend, Abigail, and mm-hmm. I was like, is this positive? And she was like, there's definitely a, a line there. And I was like, really? I was like, well, I let it sit too long. Yeah. I'll check again. And so I couldn't even wait until morning. I actually was in the kitchen, and I, I pulled a, so... <laughs> and my husband turned around, and he goes, what, 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 what? <laughs> and I said remember how I told you this morning that the pregnancy test was negative? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, I dug it out of the trash and it's like not that negative anymore. And he was like, oh my God, you're pregnant. And I said, "Uh, probably not. I'll have to check again in a couple of days. And he was like, no, I think you are. Like, I think we really nailed it this time. He was like, I felt, I felt it. Like, I can tell that you are. And I was like, okay. (laughs) He was very- Pat yourself on the back. Very confident in his performance. And then he goes- I'm actually really excited. Oh. Which is so sweet. That is so sweet. And he said, We're going to have another little baby around here. Oh. It's going to be so cute oh. running around. <laughs> and of course, that just made me feel so much better. Yeah. Because, I don't know. There's something about telling your partner, like, what if they don't respond in the way that you're expecting? And they
1: might not respond the way they expected to. Right. Like, you know, the idea of a Potential pregnancy is very different from the reality of a pregnancy. Um,
0: yes. And so I totally shocked and surprised him with that news, and he responded in a way that was pleasing to me. Oh, and I love so that. And so that was great. Um, so then – I start doing all the crazy calculations, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out my due date and trying to figure out what to do next. And sure. I'm sure this is where all of you guys were as well, you know, getting on like baby center yep. and like you're like
1: I'm pregnant. What now? Google search. <laughs> I'm like looking up the horoscope for what <laughs> for an October baby. <laughs> for an, it's a Libra apparently, and I was like, they're, I, they're I, good. I It'll a Libra
0: balanced to the family. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. add some balance mm-hmm. to the family. Oh, that's really sweet. Mm. Yeah, so I'm sure all of you did that too, so I am a basic
1: bitch like the rest of y'all. Oh, yeah. I think like one of the first things I did is I was like an Aries fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aries are fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yes, and then I started panicking immediately the next two days, mm-hmm. peed on multiple sticks, compared them to each other to make sure the line was getting darker. Oh, yeah. Um, instead of Telling close friends to me, I told like strangers.
1: No, I love that. I love that. You look nervous about it, but like it's good. You're like testing the waters of like how to tell someone and how (laughs) you feel about it. Okay. Because their reaction doesn't matter. Strangers, right? right? Right. But you're like, I need to rehearse telling people who matter to me. Oh, is that what I was doing? Mm -hmm. That makes sense now.
0: Now I feel less stupid about it. But, yeah, I I told, like, my friend who's in Seattle
1: who (laughs) doesn't talk to anyone I know and, you know. Well, and also, like, the reality is, too, this early you could miscarry, right? Right. And if you told everybody in your direct vicinity, you might also be facing the reality of having to tell every single one of those people that you're no longer pregnant. Mm -hmm. It's, like, much lower stakes to tell a friend in Seattle or whomever who will not think to check up on you in nine months. (laughs) Exactly. And I
0: honestly, I just want to also acknowledge that as much as I I felt like I was just trying to connect with this child immediately, like desperately trying to connect with it to make it feel... Feel more legitimate to like give it what it needs. Yeah, because right now it's it's a it's a pea stick is what it is in your right. reality. It's bloating, <laughs> so I'm definitely bloated mm-hmm. um, and a little farty and okay. slightly nauseous, but nothing
1: yet. I I'm bracing right. myself. I mean, and even in reality, you have a teeny tiny embryo. Yeah, it's a little a little smaller than a bean. Like it was a, rice. a poppy
0: seed? I think now? it's a. I think it's the size of a rice. <laughs> yes, green. So, anyway. And it still manages to fuck all your
1: shit up, huh? Yeah. That little grain of
0: rice. (laughs) Yes. I was up from, like, 1 to 3 a.m. for no reason the other night. I don't know. I'm just – there's a lot of anxiety for me. Just excitement, nervous energy. Well, nervousness and excitement live in a very close place in your brain. They do. They do. And, you know, I think it's easier to tell people when you've come to terms with it yourself. Uh, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> because you don't want to be that weirdo that's like, yep, I'm pregnant. Yeah. I'm pregnant. Yes, I know how it happens. Press no, nat. I'm not excited. <laughs> pregnant. And they're like, okay, why are you being so
1: fucking weird about it? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. I'm just trying to settle into the fact that there's yeah. something inside I me. I mean, and it's, I think it's really okay. I think that the decision of when to tell people you're pregnant should be based on when you actually want to do that. Yeah. And maybe that is 36 weeks. <laughs> maybe it's like three weeks and six days and you get your first positive test, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, part of why I am excited to tell people is because I think it makes it more real for me when I yeah. tell people. And I'm not that scared of having a miscarriage because if I have one, I'm very comfortable talking about that. That's good. But not everybody is like that. Sure. So I know me pretty well at this point, And I'd be happy to share a pregnancy loss with you all, you know, and just kind of talk about my feelings surrounding it, the process, you know, and it would be sad, of course, but I'm not, I don't think I would be, and I can't say because I've never been through it, but I don't think I would be um, like regretting telling people. Right.
1: You know, I think the process of telling people news is a really interesting way to like try on emotions. Oh, yeah. Because we, you know, our brains love to mirror um, like things that we're seeing from other people. Right. And so you see someone really excited and you're like, ah, yeah, I feel that excited. Yeah. And then like maybe you tell someone who's like maybe not as excited and you're like, cool, I could try that on for a second. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to reject that, <laughs> you know, but it's, it, I don't know. It's like an interesting way to feel out your own emotions for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. And of course, I, I am a midwife, so, like, I know what's happening. I am pretty educated on what's happening. Your brain is,
1: like, zygote, implantation, embryo.
0: Got it. I know the process. (laughs) But I will tell you right now, that side of my brain shuts off. And I am exactly like the rest of everybody else who pees on a stick, who immediately is, like, running in a circle going, what do I do now? What do I do now? And just, like, what should I prepare? Do I need to paint the room? Right. Do I need to call the OB right now? Should I I wear gloves when I'm wiping the counter off with Clorox wipes? (laughs) Like, can I eat lunch meat? You know, I was like, God, Heather, come on. (laughs) And so this is why we wanted to do this because we wanted to... Let you know that no matter who you are, you're going to go through these small psychotic episodes (laughs) surrounding your pregnancy.
1: Absolutely. And
0: also you deserve to have the friend and the provider like Maureen to be like, hey,
1: calm down. Reminder. Here's the reason that you're recommended not to do that. And here's the choices you can make. And also, it's fine. Right. (laughs) All these are fine. It's fine.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So that's where I'm at. So, Maureen, what am I supposed to be doing
1: (laughs) right here in this period to conception four-week mania? Right. So uh, the unfortunate answer is, like, nothing. (laughs) 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 I mean, your body is doing everything for you right now. The things that I think are most important to do at this stage are to figure out your emotions, talk to your family, and start gathering support. Yes, do I want everybody to have a great diet? Yeah, but honestly, like, you're going to be puking your guts up in a week. So I'm not, like, super worried about that right now. But because you have had a lot of nausea in previous pregnancies, what I am going to recommend is upping your b 6 Okay. To about 50 milligrams a day, 225s, morning and night. And then if the nausea really starts to come back, you can add in um, half a unisom tab in the evening, which is like 12.5 milligrams, I think. Um, And that should really handle it. Okay. And then, you know... Correct me if I'm wrong because it's been Mm -hmm. a while
0: since I've looked this up. But exercise is one of the things that can help with hyperemesis and nausea.
1: There's some anecdotal like data collection research, not necessarily like we actually looked into the physiology and we Mm -hmm. know we haven't really done that for pregnancy, like nausea at all. Um, (laughs) But yes, having daily exercise can help for a lot of people. Also, splitting up your meals into smaller portions so your blood sugar stays really stable can help a lot of people. What frequently works is keeping, like, a couple crackers and a cup of tea bedside. So before you even sit up, you have a bite to eat and a drink.
0: Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think the difference, and I'm going to probably laugh at myself hearing this (laughs) someday, but I would really, like, my goal is to keep exercising throughout this. And if I run into an issue, I just, like pay the consultant that that can help me instead of trying to just muscle my way through it like I normally do.
1: Those are great plans. I really
0: plan to ask for help with things from like... I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah, thank you. Like, if I need nutrition support, mm-hmm. I'm going to like call a nutritionist
1: and be like, I'm vomiting all the time. Oh, man. You could see Monica. Who's Monica? She's the retired um, home birth midwife who's a dietitian now. Oh, yeah. I love Monica. Yeah. She's up around here. She lives oh, nearby. Yeah, that's right. And also Allison Zarn, mm-hmm. our nutrition
0: doula. So she'd yeah. be a good one too. But yeah, I think that I'm going to really focus on that
1: and exercise and mm-hmm. staying busy because yeah. I think
0: the worst thing for me is not being busy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and that's the hard thing about this early pregnancy, right? Where you're like, okay, I want to do something. And then you call your OB and you're like, I'm pregnant. And the receptionist is like, okay. And? What can I do for you? And you're like, don't know. Just thought I had to call. <laughs> <laughs> Report a my pregnancy I'm reporting my I supposed to make an appointment and then I swear every time it's like they play dumb too Yeah and they're like I don't know what you need well, you're somebody like you told do me know. the other day
0: that when they called to make an appointment the lady on the other end of the phone said well how many tests did you take she was like two Dude. and she was like well take another one and what? then I was like a positive the a positive yo also like, like
1: you can just say okay how about i make you an appointment to confirm your pregnancy wouldn't that be a logical thing to I don't. Right. Honestly, I'm like aren't like 80% of the calls you receive a like people calling who are pregnant and they don't know what to do? I feel like so here's the script that I'm going to give all of you <laughs> at home when you're like okay, I think I need to call the OB. You're going to call them and say, "I just found out I'm pregnant and I'd like to make an initial OB appointment." And they're going to go, <sighs> "All right, oh, we're pretty pretty <laughs> right. like, like it's, it's a problem." Busy. <laughs> Um, do you know if you want to see midwives or OBs? Right. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> and if you don't know, you can say, I don't have a preference. You can always change your preference later. But typically what we want to see you, you know, in the first, like, 10 to 12 weeks for is if you don't exactly know when you got pregnant, to do an early ultrasound to confirm dates. So that 7 to 10 weeks is going to be ideal for that. And then to get an early set of lab work. Because it, it kind of helps us, one, we might need to track HCG, right, if you're not sure about this viability of the pregnancy. But two, um, it gives us a baseline to see how your lab values are changing throughout the pregnancy. Yeah, and usually that's going to happen between 7 and 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's a big window. That's a month, right? Yep. And you don't have to know these things when you call. <laughs> but um, when you're scheduling, most people come around 10-ish weeks. Yeah, 7 to 10 if
0: you're going to get an early ultrasound Mm -hmm. for dating, because that's when it's most accurate. Yep. After 10 weeks of gestation, we actually have genetics that start to come into play. Mm -hmm. So if your partner is 6 foot (laughs) 5, your little embryo and fetal pole might be a lot longer than somebody else's with a short partner. So um, they try to get it in the 7 to 10 week. But everybody's so
1: busy and slammed anymore. I know people that haven't been in there until 12 weeks. And, you know, it's okay. Like, it's not the end of the world if you don't get it. But it's very helpful if, say, you have irregular periods, if you have menstrual cycles that are very short or very long, maybe if you've never tracked ovulation and you kind of just have no idea when that could happen, Um, you know, things like that. Or if you were on birth control, that's suppressing menstruation. Like, those would all be good scenarios to get it. Heather's got a pretty regular period, right? Mm -hmm. So we're, like, not super worried about it. Are you going to get an early ultrasound? I am, Mm -hmm. just to establish care because
0: I'm going to do – I'm going to go for a home birth. So it will be really helpful, I think, to have an initial OB with a midwife at a hospital, Mm -hmm. get the ultrasound, get in their system, And that way, if we need anything as the pregnancy progresses, I'm already in their system. It is
1: so helpful for that. And I know that because midwifery laws and culture across our country is basically different per state as if we're just in different countries. (laughs) Um, How common that is or how viable that plan is is really different. But here, I recommend it to all my patients because I think – one, it is extremely helpful if you show up, say for an urgent transfer. If you like, literally exist in that hospital, yep. like the nurses all joke, like, "Oh, she doesn't go here." You know, yeah. <laughs> if you go there, yeah, she doesn't even go. <laughs> and here. they put your name in, and they're like, "Oh, okay, this person is a real person," and, they're they're and they trust your due date exactly. That's super helpful. But also, a lot of home birth midwives don't have access at all or easy access to lab work and ultrasounds. Or the way that they access that is not covered by insurance, right? right? Um, And I think it's very helpful also to have um, a CNM or an obstetrician who could potentially do a consultation with your client if you're not sure about how risk levels are changing.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's great. And that's all really tangible stuff for you to do right now. Yeah. I think go exercise. I'm going to do it too. I am more tired. I will say that. I'm more tired. Sleep. Just sleep. I've been going to bed at 8.30 or 9 at night, Mm -hmm. and I'm just – I really feel like I'm just bracing myself for the nausea. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And honestly, like, I I know that the first trimester, how well you take care of your body is pretty much dependent on how severe your symptoms are. Mm -hmm. But I think it's good to get into the habit of caring for yourself because it's something you have to teach your brain to do. Yes. (laughs) So even if you're not actually able to do the things you want to, like making the mental space for it, right? Say you can't go to the gym, but you can be like, okay, this is the time that I usually go to the gym and I usually take care of my body. So, like, I'm going to, like, take a really long shower and, like, use a body scrub and, like, do something else that takes care of my body. body scrub. Or, you know – Okay, I can't eat all the things I want to because I'm really nauseous, but, like, how about I make a really good herbal tea and, like, have a cookie and just, like, mindfully do that? Yeah. You know, and we're going to do our best in the first trimester. Yeah, because
0: I'm not going to lie. When I was doing crunches last night at the gym, <laughs> like, sprinter sit-ups, I kept thinking, I wonder if I'm dislodging it. Oh, my God. And I know that's not happening. But I But reasonable it. fear. But all these fears, every time I wipe, I'm looking for blood. Yeah. Literally every time. So I just, I'm going to tell you all about these fears that I have just because if they're popping up for you too,
1: you're normal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I think that that experience of like expecting a failure early in pregnancy is maybe, I mean, it's obviously common if you've had miscarriages before, but also when you're not like emotionally Secure with the pregnancy yet? Yeah, you're like it's Schrodinger's pregnancy. <laughs> it could be there or it could not. And either way, I kind of feel the same about right now. Yeah, you're like, oh
0: well, if it happens, it happens. Right. I, I'm that will change.
1: Yeah, that absolutely. Will change.
0: That will change. But yeah, I think I think that's it for zero to four weeks. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot happening and nothing happening all at the same mm-hmm. time. I'm gonna work on. Growing a neural tube and the beginnings of a placenta. I mean, this look week. at you,
1: so Just doing
0: it. No wonder I'm tired. Yeah, and we will hit you up next
1: week for week five. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Boob, our new project. I'm so excited about it. And I'm for so Heather? excited too. We're gonna have a baby, you guys. <laughs> and you're you're gonna have one too. We're having a baby. We're having a baby. I'm so excited because I'm having no more babies, and now I get to like. <laughs> be there for yours (laughs) oh gosh and you all get to witness it oh i get to snuggle your baby
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh do you have a baby names list i do i'm a sister
1: Uh, uh, well we'll go over that in the next episode sounds good